Hi, everyone. Welcome to your next stop. This episode is actually super special and very, very close to my heart. So I want to introduce you guys to Paul Venito of Polly's Push. Welcome, Polly. How are you? Good. How are you doing? So I just have to say, you know, so social media sometimes gets a bad rap, right? People think, oh, social media, social media. I first became aware of Polly. I'm going to call you Polly through social media. He was actually going through a town that I used to live in. And one of my friends posted something and I said, wait, I need to know more about this. And that's when I learned about Polly and actually fell in love with him as a person and his story. So Polly, I'm just, again, thank you so much for joining your next stop and telling us your story. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, it's nice to be on. Um, I, it's funny because that, you know, it's been about a month and a half since I finished and I'm starting to come out of the fog right now. I'm sure. I mean, it's also, I know you're doing so many things right now. So many people, because you touch so many people's hearts, that so many people want a piece of you again. And because you really are so authentic and, um, and your story is so inspirational on so many different levels. It's not just a one dimensional inspirational story. It is deep. Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to your next stop. I would love for you to share with everyone, uh, the listeners of your next stop that doesn't know your story, if you can start, you know, really from the beginning. The main reason and the only reason I did what I did, I'll tell you right off the right from the start, is that, you know, as 9-11 happened and the whole world went into shock when we saw those towers come down, everybody forgot about what happened at the beginning of that day. And being a United flight attendant and coming in the night before at 8 o'clock off that same trip, Flight 175, the plane that hit the second tower, it bothered me that year after year after year after year, after year nobody recognized these flight crews for what they did that morning. So that's the main reason I needed to get these guys recognized for the heroics of what they did that day. Right, rightfully so. And, um, and, I, and I understand why it didn't happen, and no one's to blame for it, but it just needed to be done. It just did. I just wasn't in the, wasn't able to do it when I wanted to do it because of what happened to me. You know, everybody's life was changed that day in one way or another. And my story is I, I, I worked for a lot of airlines. I was a physical fighter channel. I, you know, I bags, I put people's bags away. I just did a lot. I was in a lot of charter airlines, five airlines I worked for. So I was having back problems and I was prescribed a pain medication. And, um, I know this today that I did not function normally after 9-11 because I was prescribed this medication. It was called Norco. And um, I thought it was a muscle relaxant. Little did I realize it was a Percocet. And so I was numbing my emotions and my feelings. And I didn't even know it. So, but as the disease of addiction progresses, it gets worse and worse and worse. And, uh, you know, so that that's what, after 9-11, that's what happened to me. I was numbing myself out trying to, function in society, trying to hold it together and, um, and coming apart at the seams at the same time. 
every year the anniversary would come up and and I'd be I just I was in shock that nobody was recognizing them. I just couldn't believe it. And it was fueling my addiction. Like I didn't know that then. I just I was just I was trying to hold it together. I lasted 10 years on the airplane like that. I don't know how I ever did it. The stories are horrendous. Really, they really, really are. You know, I never talked. Uh, what I did, I pushed the beverage cart. I, I should have said that from the start, from Logan Airport, Boston, to Ground Zero, New York, to get recognition. And the reason I did that is because I needed national attention. Because these crew members' families lived all over the country. And, and their nieces and nephews and kids, their relatives all should have heard that their family member, there was a flight attendant or a pilot on board one of those airplanes, was a hero. And that nobody ever said that. So right. I, need, I needed national coverage. I didn't know how I was going to get it. I had no idea how I was going to get it, but I, I knew that I had to do something. So when I was able to do it was because I, I got clean and sober in 2015, finally. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you really quickly because I mean you could just hear your passion and so many people uh, have been touched by addiction whether it's themselves or family members. So I really want to thank you also for sharing that because it's not easy. Um, I have family members directly close to me that are you know still struggling with addiction, and um, it's not it's not their fault, right? It is. Um, however, there is a responsibility to, okay, let me see how I can become clean. And that right now is what I want you to, I just want to touch on, was it the part that gave you the kind of where I'm going to come clean because I want to celebrate these people? Or was it something a little bit more internal for you? If you can just share that quickly. It's, it's funny you, you ask that question because that's what I'm doing right now. That's, a, that's the avenue I'm going right now. <clears throat> because of my experience, but the most important uh, biggest asset I have in my life is my experience that I survived what I survived and to use that experience to help somebody else. And, and um, my experience is a lot of people go into treatment for whatever reason, uh, you know, you know, life is falling apart and they go into treatment, but they're not ready to get clean and sober. They're not, they're just not. So they go in and they come out and they relapse. There's a lot of that. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to, I am, you know, something, I'm going to do something that nobody else has ever, ever done. And I believe deep down in my soul, it's going to, it's going to make a difference. I, something's mentally got to, someone that's struggling with whatever it is, you got to get them to the point where they want to get clean before right. they, before they get clean. Something's going to spark them that nobody's ever done. I'm going to try to find that niche. I'm going to do it. I'm telling you right now. I, I, well, I know, yeah, I know you I'm are. And I, it. I, I, it can be done. I know you are. I, it can be done. Nobody's ever tried yeah, because once you want to get clean and sober, you can get clean and sober. You can do it. I'm living proof it can be done. Now, what inspired me, maybe because I, I, I knew that the only way I could recognize my crew members was to get clean and sober. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was the only thing I could do. So that was my driving force. I don't know. You know, I believe it is because the minute the obsession was lifted for me, that was the first thing on my mind. Now I can do this. Right. Now I can do this. Now I did, not at that moment. I knew I had to still take care of me, which I did for almost six years until right. I knew physically, mentally, I was able to do what I did. So. I couldn't rush recovery. You know what I mean? I really couldn't rush it. And it wasn't planned for the 20th anniversary to do that. It really wasn't. It just wasn't. People might think otherwise, but I'm telling you right now, I couldn't have done it the year before. 
or the year before. I just wasn't ready physically, mentally. I wasn't there yet. It was a perfect storm for me. It really, really was. Well, and so this is what I say, and this is what my podcast is all the time, is and whether you believe in God or you believe in the universe, everyone has everyone has a plan. We all don't find that plan, and it always doesn't come together, as you said, in that perfect storm. It doesn't always, but for for some people, it does. And that was your this is your plan. This is oh, your absolutely. And, absolutely. And, and not just to show, you know, the the crew members, right, that they were the first responders, but now even deeper. And that's what I said in the beginning, that this story has so many layers. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted so much. When I first heard your story, I broke down because I was in New York City on 9-11. I was touched by 9-11, like everyone else in the world, but also the addiction part. I have family members that are struggling. And, and when I saw you, I was like, he's going to do something different. He is going to do something different. And so that is the whole, and I'm going to get emotional right now, but that is one of the reasons why I was like, I need to interview Polly because I can see it in you. And I just feel it deep down in my gut. That is why God had you out there that day. That is why I happened to see it on social media. I wouldn't have seen it if if not, because I didn't live in the town anymore. And so I just, I know it, Polly, I know it deep down that you are going to do it. So thank you. Thank you. And, um, and again, for sharing your story, because it's not easy, but right. So 9-11 came the 20th anniversary and it was like a perfect storm. You had done the work that you needed to do. You got healthy, but then you also had to get physically healthy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I literally just wanted, I know it was October 10th. I know the date because it's my parents' wedding anniversary, my older brother's birthday. On October 10th, as I drove my car down to a beach, got out of the car and started walking. That was the first day I started training. October 10th. And I just walked the beach. It was at night, back and forth. And, you know, each day I'd work more, 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 more. And then finally on March 1st, the weather started to break and I brought the beverage cart out. And I was uh, I was in a park until May 1st. And then on May 1st, I knew I needed to be on the street, get used to the environment. And I went from May 1st until August 21st when I left. So it was, it was, it was funny because it was all in my mind. The planning was, you know, the months and how I was going to do it all. I wasn't written down. I just knew that I got to do this. It was like, almost, and, and I'm telling you, I know now how when we watch movies or stories on TV. I know how it works. I know how it works because everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. Just like this conversation with me and you was happening. This is part of what I'm going to do because of this conversation, because you reached out to me. Now the next step is going to happen. And, and that's what happened with Paul and Sports. All of a sudden, every day, all of a sudden, the fall, something would happen. I go, oh my God, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed yes. to do this. It went on and on and on and on and on and on. And now it's happening again. Right now, I'm coming out of the fog and things are starting to click again. Boom, 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 boom. People are coming into my life. Everyone's saying, you know, so there's a big plan for the January 1st, a big, uh, you know, be a news thing of what I'm going to be doing next and going across the country and this stuff going to happen. And, and because of the people that were inspired that caught me off guard, I, I, I never expected that. People coming out of their homes like that. And, and I know it wasn't, a lot of it wasn't drug addiction. It was whatever issues they had. And I was, I could see the look at their face. They just needed to hold my hand. And I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, that's what it's about. That's what living is to inspire, to help somebody, to see these strangers one, you know, and all I'm doing is pushing the cart. That's how I felt. And, and through it all, I was wondering why I wanted to have the excitement that all those people did along the way. I couldn't understand why I wasn't, because I was so focused. I can't, I've never been so focused in my life. 
And I, I, I was, I felt separated from the people because they were so excited. And I'm like, why are these people so excited? You know, I wanted to be there. You know, I wanted to be excited like them, but I couldn't. I couldn't let it. You know, I had to stay focused. With the news, keep people on me, and everybody asked me questions. I just had to stay focused. So. So I, I made a promise to the news people and everybody. I said, I'll, they all want to hear about the drug addiction and all that. You know, they do. They, they understand why. I said, listen, I'm going to tell you what I, why I'm doing this, and I'm doing it to recognize these crew members. They waited 20 years for this. Once I get to New York, then I'll talk about the addiction. And they were all pretty good about it, and everything's good. So now that's now is the time. i got to keep my word. I made it to New York. I recognize these crew members. Now it's time to, now I'm going to make a difference. That's where it's going to make a difference. Yes. But the other thing is every year, I mean, the fact that you did that and that's been pushed, you did that for the crew members, right? You did that. You, you showed them guys, you know what, this really messed me up just like it did many people, but I am here to share your story. I'm going to do it. And so, you know, they're up there looking down going, going, ah, that's my guy, right? That's my guy. He, he told us he was going to do this and he did it and he got, you know, and they're, they, they were there pushing you, right. To help you get clean. Cause they knew that you had bigger was, things to do. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, I don't know if you saw on the website or the Instagram account. I didn't even know this. Amy Jarrett's family, who I became close with because of this and me and her, we used to fly together on the back of the plane. And they reached out to me and uh, it was just, it was just, I mean, uh, that was part of the whole miracle happening in my life. That her brother reaching out to me and, and walking with me and his, her sister and, and then the family and the meeting the father and having dinner and, and, and all that stuff. But though, the point I was going to make about, um, oh, one of the brothers, one, it was a ground zero, came up and, and uh, you know, introduced himself who I didn't meet earlier and, and then he sent me something. I won't, if you saw it, the one I wrote to Amy uh, a, a year after 9-11 about something on Facebook I put. I couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, he sent that to me. I didn't, I didn't know I did that a year after 9-11 that I would never forget them. I would never let them be forgotten. It, was, it blew me away. And just, and, you know, I couldn't believe it. Then finally I did. I, I made sure it was done, you know. See, I got emotional thinking about it. Because I, because I think of the suffering, trying to get this done when I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? When I couldn't do it. But that's also the beauty thing, beautiful thing about you, Polly. I mean, you're, you know, anyone that's going to hear this and see this, because this will go out on YouTube as well. Um, you know, you're a, you're a man's man. Like you could feel that you're a man's man. But you know what? You also are emotional, and you're a person, and you really have gone through so much in your life to get where you are today. And so of course it's going to touch you, right? You're human. And that's one of the other beautiful things about you is that you're so relatable, right? You're so relatable. You, you know, watching your, and anyone that, you know, you guys, this is going to be in the show notes, but you can find Polly at pauliespush.com. And then also Polly's push on Instagram. It's pauliespush.com. Correct, Polly? Yeah. 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 And you can find all the stuff on Instagram and to follow everything that Polly's doing. But it's also, I mean, again, we were all touched by 9-11 where it doesn't matter where we were in the country. That was, you know, that was the most insane thing. And for you to have been so almost like one little inch off, right. Of, of, of being actually on that plane you, you had taken off you took off that day or did you have a schedule? You had a scheduled day off. I came in the night before and I landed at eight o'clock the night before they went out the next morning and they went out the next morning, but, but you had, you had a scheduled. Yeah. Flight. I mean, yeah. That was, that was a trip. I just came off. Yeah. The day we right. going out. Now. Okay. So let's just also bring this back. Any sane 
human, right? I mean, you, you said you were taking stuff for your back, right? So you, you were taking pills already, but any person that doesn't matter how sane or how put together you are, that is going to mess someone up. Oh, yeah. The fact that you got off the flight, you said goodbye to your crew members who you've been with for so many years, and then you watched their plane fly into a building. I mean, I could I could throw up right now even thinking about it. I remember that day, I, I kept saying, I don't understand. I don't understand how a human being could be behind this, knowing that they're going to hurt that many people. Like, I don't. And I still, I still don't understand. I don't understand that... Um, degree of hate or that degree of, of, of that. I just, I don't. And it is, um, you know, something, I guess, I, I guess it's good that I don't, I don't, I can't imagine it. But so for you to be, you know, just getting off, I mean, whether you were on the medication or not, that would have messed you up for years. I mean, and so the fact that you're out there sharing, because there's so many people that still have not dealt with it, that have not dealt with it. And the fact that you have dealt with it, of course, every day, I'm sure you, you're you dealing with it, right? Addiction is one of oh, those sure. things. But, but also, aside from the addiction, what you went through is also something that you're, you know, dealing with every day. But the fact that you said, you know what, I'm going to do something for the better of this. I'm going to take my experiences. That just takes a special human being. So I do have to ask you about your family. So I know you're one, you're one of eight. Nine. Nine. Okay. Nine. So was there anyone in your family, your parents, your, your siblings that did like a lot of charity work or, you know, did something as you were growing up? Did you see anyone doing things behind the scenes? Not really. No, not, that wasn't something that, you know, we all had our own different paths and different, uh, I got two brothers that are drummers, musicians, and two sisters that are nurses. Everybody went and did their own thing. I was the one that was the, the playboy that was a traveler, flight attendant, whatever. Um, so no, I never <laughs> saw any of that type of stuff, but, um, you know, when I, I think what you were just talking about, um, that vi- the, what happened with me was the, the vision of what was going on on those airplanes. I couldn't shut it off. Right. You know, and I, and I knew that that's, I love that job because of the people I worked with. I, these people that were the nicest people I ever met in my life. They were, you know what I mean? And to think of someone doing that to them and the visions weren't, it wasn't pretty what they were enduring up there. So to have that playing over and over and over and over and over again in my head, it was, it was horrendous. So as, when I was pushing that cart, I can just tell you the stories changed as I left Boston and into Connecticut and getting closer to New York. The people that were coming up, the stories were gradually getting more intense and I could feel it. And, and the turning point for me was when an, an older gentleman come out, out of his house and can walk it down. I could see, I could see in the corner of my eye there were children ahead of me. I see them with the signs, Paul, go, Paul, you know. And I, and I always couldn't wait to get up to the kids. And I was pushing to get to them. And I see this guy in the corner of my eye coming down, and, and he comes up and he puts his hand out to shake my hand. I shut my music off, and he and all he said was thank you. The last visions I have of, while I was in that helicopter were people jumping out of the building. And he thanked me and he walked away. And I, I knew right then, I said, oh, my God, this guy must have been a news cameraman. And, you know, I don't know his story, but my my thought was he, he's probably living alone. His wife probably passed away. And those thoughts are playing over and over. And he needed to come out and tell me that. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, but Polly, that's, but that, cause you know what, that's one of the things seeing on TV. So I can't even imagine seeing it in real life. That's one of the things seeing on TV that I couldn't get out of my mind. Like I was like, Oh my, Oh my gosh, that's a person. That's a person jumping out of that, that, that building. And that is, um, I, the, the fact that he came out and said that, right. So again, again, you probably healed him in a different way that day. So, uh, you know, getting closer and closer, right. To, to the site. Cause I know in Connecticut, there was many families that were touched, you know, where I, where I am in long Island now, you know, over the years you hear oh, that, you know, that family was, you know, affected. And, um, it's just, again, it's one of those things that is, it's just, it fascinates me. And then it, 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 this is where my curiosity comes, right? It's like, okay, so God basically, because did that gentleman in the house, did he know that you were going to be walking by? Like, did he see I the know, news? I know, I know, I know, what, or I know. Or was it just like, see, you, I, I, I really, see, I really, really believe that, that that's why, I, I mean, I was, I was, I couldn't believe what was happening. You know, the people that were coming, I just couldn't believe what was happening. I, you know, I was going to have a friend with a pickup truck follow me with the beverage guy. That was it. And all of a sudden, these stories and these kids with signs and, and, the, and you know, I didn't know what uh, the stories were unbelievable. I was just, it was unbelievable what these people were, you know, pulling up a car, jumping out and having to hug me. And, you know, two girls, I'm 30 days sober. I needed to hug you, you know, crazy out of the middle of nowhere. It was just and I'm saying to myself, I knew then something, there was a reason, you know, there's more of a reason than why I was doing this. There right. was more it's, of a reason, you know. It's, it's bigger than you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's bigger than you. And that's, and this is what I always want my listeners to hear because we all have, again, I really truly believe a path. And sometimes the path happens when you're younger. Sometimes the path happens when you're older, but what we need to do is we need to be present in our lives. We need to listen to what the universe or God is saying, because you will hear it, right? You will hear it one day. It's like, you know what? Wait, that's what I'm meant to do. And this is exactly how I fell into what I'm doing. I, I was doing podcasting because I was like this. I was more of a hobby. I just, I love storytelling. I love storytelling and I love meeting people and, and you know, and, and hearing other stories. But as it grew, I knew it was something bigger. And I knew that I had a gift that God gave me that is going to help me be able to get people's stories out like yours, right? And, and get, get your words and connect you with people because of people that I've interviewed or people that have connected me, just like I did with that with the gentleman, Stuart, right? I said, oh my gosh, I have someone that you need to talk to. Who knows what, what will come of that? But, it, but it's just one of those things that in life, we just sometimes need not to just go through the motions. Sometimes we have to sit in the hard stuff and we have to deal with the hard stuff to see what comes out on the other side. So again, right. Was it, how did that man know that you were passing that day and what gave him the courage to come out and, and you seeing him, you maybe didn't see him. Yeah, right? It was, it was, it was, you know, that, that one sticks out because I knew right then I was coming out of Connecticut and getting closer to New York. Well, that story hit. I, you know what I mean? There was, I could feel it as I got closer to New York from the stories. But that one there caught me off guard, like, oh, my God, I'm getting closer. I'm, I'm, New York's right here. You know what I mean? I could feel it. And and, right. and and it did happen. The stories changed. After him, uh, people were uh, – there's a, there's a video, a picture of me literally I'm going on the street and a car coming up away and the girl stops in, in the middle of the street and she's bawling her eyes out. And I just put the brake on the car and I walked over and I almost got halfway in and I was hugging her. And neither one of us said anything to each other, but I, she was – 
She sent me a message afterwards saying she was the one in the car, but she lost somebody on 9-11. And she, you know, it was just, you know, it was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen. It is supposed to happen. And, and, and your flight crew up there is looking down, smiling, right? Cheering you on going, thank you for doing that. And now know that this is the next, next stage. This is now know what you're meant to do with the, with addiction. And, um, so if you could share with us a little bit, cause I know, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you're still in the works for what, what is, what are your next steps? Like what are the next things that, you know, Polly is, is, is doing? Well, you know, that you can I'm, share with us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, when I came off of this, I was in a, I, I was, it was almost like a, I didn't want to be around people. It was, a, I've never experienced this before. It was like, I just wanted to stay home or whatever. And I didn't like the way I was feeling because I need to be around people. I need people in my life. I just don't. So I, it sort of set me up. And I knew people were worried about that. But um, like I say, you don't quit five minutes before the miracle. You hang on there. And uh, so I'm, I'm coming out of it. But I know what I, my mind was telling me, my body's telling me what, and, uh, and I had to be true to what I was, Believe in, and uh, so the plan here is I have Dave McGilvery, who's the race director of Boston Marathon. He came on board, and Jeff, who put the camera on my cart and mapped the Follies push route for me, he's on board. And his brother is a social media genius. He's on board. And Kelly, who coordinated it all for me, she's on board. And what we're going to, so I get two race directors. What they're going to do, they're going to book me and 5K road races zigzagging all the way across the country. So I'm going to be in an RV, and I'm going to just go from where, and I'm, you know, I'm single. I don't have a dog. I don't have kids. I don't. They're going to put me in an RV, and I'm just going to go across the country and do 5Ks or whatever, and to to draw attention to whatever their foundations are, and uh, and at the same time be able to carry a message to anybody I can along the way. And uh, right. so I know that from what I experienced going from here to New York. The momentum that was built up was mind-boggling to me. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, getting emails from China and you know, we're following you from Australia. So the thought I could just picture it. I could just so oh, I can too. You know, going across the country to build up the each as I go, and uh, you know, the really the, the, I'm looking at it, it's not just drugs. Whatever your issue might be, overeat or whatever. If it motivates you, if it inspires you. To come out and say hello and get a bit of whatever, you know, whatever I can do. And then maybe give you some resources that I'm able to give you. Uh, um, so I think I, I'm not going to question it because it's happening the way that Paulie's Bush happened. I, you know, yes. So, so it's, it's just going to happen. I know it's going to happen. And it's so I'm doing the 5K. I mean, the 8K road race December 4th. And we're planning on telling the media at that one. Then we're going to look at a January 1st start date to go across the country. So I love it. And well, that's the thing. I mean, that's what, Polly, your story, again, as I said, so multi-layered because now here you're going to be going across and giving people inspiration. Like, guys, this is what I did. I did it. You know, you really, as you said, you did it because you wanted to honor the crew members and you did that. And it's like, okay, now this is my next thing. This is my next plan. This is my next purpose in life. This is my next passion, right? This is what I want to do. And as you said, you want to be around people. Like how fun is that going to be to go all the stories that you're going to be able to see and meet people is just going to be it's unbelievable. It's, 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 unbelievable. And, and to raise money to help whatever charities, you know, it's, 
You know, I never thought that it would ever, you know, you know, I, I just never in a million years, I couldn't have dreamed it to be able to help people like this. You know, believe me, for someone in recovery, it doesn't get any better than that. It just doesn't right. because that's the answer. The answer was taught me my whole life is help somebody. And uh, believe me, I got it tenfold. Right. Because, I mean, that's the thing. You were, you know, you did flight attending, so you were there helping people. And so this is just in a different sense. Now, do you have nieces and nephews? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of us, yeah. I'm sure. With, with nine, <laughs> yeah, nine yeah. siblings, I, I can imagine. Um, Every, everybody else is married with kids but me. Yeah. Okay. So what, I mean, what is your brothers and sisters and your nieces and nephews? What is, what is their sentiment right now? I mean, I'm sure they're just so proud of you for so many reasons, again, right? Because now that you're clean and sober... But also for what you did, I mean, after 9-11, knowing that you could have been on that flight again, that touched them and affected them, I'm sure, in so many different levels. And then to see you struggle for so many years and they weren't able to help you, right? I mean, I know, again, I'm a, I am have siblings and I know that if not being able to help my siblings would beat me up in, a, in my way, give me my my problems. And then for them seeing you go through it and, and fix, you know, really work on yourself and get to that hard spot. That has to be so, so inspirational and so powerful for them to also say to their kids, guys, okay. Yeah. We all have our struggles. We all have our, you know, ups and downs. We are humans, but look what your uncle's doing and look what he has done and look where he was. And now look what he's going to do. You know, what, what are some of the things that, that what your family is saying, if you could share? Well, I could just tell you that before I got to New York, all the news people kept asking me, are you prepared? What are you going to do when you get to Ground Zero? And I kept telling them, I'm not at Ground Zero. I'm right here right now. But when I get to Ground Zero, I'll tell you. But I can tell you that the vision I had, which I didn't say to anybody, was to see my brothers and sisters when I got there. Because of exactly what you just said. I knew for years they were watching me literally killing myself and their hands were tied. And, you know, they were waiting for the phone call because at the end it wasn't pretty. I was in a dark place and and I'm very fortunate. I'm one of the ones that have pulled out of that. So I know that vision was, to me, was, I, I you, you couldn't have said it any better. The, oh. <laughs> just, you really, you really couldn't have because it's exactly true. What the family of the person that's addicted suffers for years watching their loved one torture themselves and just to see them come out of that. I know, I, I know they were. I know they were proud. Of course they were. You know, they were so proud. Yeah, and, uh, and they, they're the ones that, if it wasn't for my brothers and sisters, the fundraiser they put together, and we raised. Uh, I forget what it was. It was twenty five thousand dollars a week before I even left, and they did. They did it all. My brothers and sisters, you know. So well, that's the thing. They, they. I mean, they were proud of you, and so many. And again, I'm you know speaking for them, but putting my you know myself in that in that situation, they were proud of you on so many levels, so many levels, and um, it's just it's amazing. And this is what I want people to hear that are out there, right? If you're, if your loved one is struggling from addiction, it's, it's a hard place to be. It's a really hard place to be. And sometimes, you know, if you can give us a little advice on the other side, you know, as someone, as if you have a family member, um, that is sitting, watching their loved ones struggle, what, if, is there any advice? Cause I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if there's anything. It's just, um, well, oh, geez, uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. I mean, because 
I wasn't on that side of it. I was on this side of it. I knew that was going on and, and it was killing me that I, because I couldn't stop and I knew the suffering in their face. So, you know, we, we don't want to see those people because of the pain. It's, we can see the pain. I can see the pain in yeah. my family member's face. I didn't want to see that because, of, you know, I mean, I knew they, I knew, they knew, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible thing. It's just, um, you, you know, you, I, you don't want to give false hope to anybody, but you got to believe you got to hang in there. I mean, because you know, say I don't have kids, so I, when I hear in recovery, you know, you got to you got to be, um, you know, you got to throw your child out on the street. You can't enable them. That's hard for me to understand. Right. I just don't. If I, even because I, I never had a kid, I don't even if I did, I don't know if I could do that. Right, I don't know if right. I could do. I really don't think I could do that. And 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 yeah, so. It, 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 Every every person's situation is delicate and di- and not exactly the same. That's right. the whole. That's the thing. I know people in recovery that are serious multimillionaires and lost it all. I, you know, what I mean, and uh, the, the stories are all different and twined. So not not everyone is the same. In other words, not the recovery is not the same either. I mean, and it's. I just believe it's a it's a it's a personal thing. For each family dynamics. No, so, that make, yeah, that makes sense. No, yeah, I, think I mean, you got to, I think that each, whatever's going on in your family, if you have problems, you, you get try to get as much information as you can. But who am I to tell you, you know, tell you, tell your son, you can't stay in the house tonight. I mean, who am I to say that to you? I right. mean, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't tell anybody that. Maybe that's the right thing to do. I don't know. But my own personal experience, I, could, I, I don't know. I don't know, but sometimes that, that's what it takes. You know, the, I mean, everybody's different, though. The stories are different. The, 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 the circumstances are different. I believe, I'm going to be honest with you, the only reason I made it and I survived, I believe this truly to my heart, is because I grew up in a big family and both my parents stayed together. I swear to God, they died 12 hours apart. But through all my addiction and pain and suffering, I saw my father go to work every day. And he, he sacrificed. My mother sacrificed for us. They, 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 you know, they just sacrificed for their kids. And, and I drew off of that. I drew off of that strength. I really, I was very fortunate. A lot of people don't have that. And I understand that. So we got to find it, another way to come at that to help those type of, you know, people that might not have seen that as kids, especially right. in today. And today's... You know, there's a lot of that with the, the serious opioid addiction. The kids are good. They're doing it with their parents. Right. I, mean, I, I see it all the time. Oh, but first time I shot heroin was with my father. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's but crazy. That's, that's what, what, what's going on. So to come at those people, it's not the same. It just isn't. So my thing is, I want to, I don't care who you are. I want to inspire you to do it yourself. And yes. you'll, find, you'll find your way. The, the, the thing is, you're going to want to find the way. You know, I mean, I can't tell you go here and it's going to work or go here. It's gonna, you're going to find the way if you want to find the way. I'm right. going to inspire you to want to find the way, to believe in yourself that you can find the way no matter what your circumstances are, where you came from, or what happened as a kid. You can come out of this thing. You can, but I got to give you a spark. I got to give you that spark to do it. You know what I mean? So hopefully, hopefully. And you're going to do it. You're yeah. going to do it. Yes. Yeah. So everyone, again, Polly, people can find you at pollyspush.com. You guys can see it right behind us. If you're watching this, you know, in the replay, um, you can also find him at, at Polly's push uh, on Instagram and really any of the social medias. Cause it's uh, right. I mean, any, they can find you all from there. 
So Polly, is there anything that you want to end with at all? Yeah, don't quit five minutes before the miracle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. No, I just want to say thank you for having me on board. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, I know that because of people like you that reach out to people like me that are trying to make a difference, that's how this thing works. And it's all about helping each other out. I mean, that's the answer to this thing. I mean, it some is. of us some of us are, are better at it than others or whatever, but we see, you know, the thing is not to knock somebody, but to lift you lift them I mean? up. Yeah, lift them up. All of us, all of us have life, you know, life can be whatever. Uh, it's just, there's no better feeling. You know it and I know it. No better feeling to be able to see the light go on in someone's eyes, to help somebody, to, you know, help make them feel better about themselves. You know what I mean? That's what life is about. It really is. It is. It is. And that's why I do what I do. And and you're exactly right. This is why I have a platform for people to share their stories like yourself, because I want to inspire. I want someone to be listening to this saying, oh my gosh, I can do it. Right. I can do it. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, it's possible. Polly, thank you again for joining your next stop. This was amazing as I knew it was going to be. Guys, you know what to do. Like and share review. Please send this to your friend. Send this to a friend that maybe doesn't know about this podcast to get Polly's story out to even more. That's what I want all my listeners right now. I want you guys to send it to three friends, put it on social media, tag Polly, and let us know that you heard this and you get this message. Again, thank you for joining your next stop and we will see you this week and we'll see you next week. You know, we do two episodes a week, Monday and Thursday. So we will see you guys again. Thank you again, Polly. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 